Culture Podcast with Alaska, Curly Castro, and Zilla Rock. We're here, Call Out Culture Podcast with me, Zilla Rock, Curly Castro. What up? Hi. You're not on camera. I haven't seen you. Uh, yeah. I don't care. Okay, good stuff. Um, Alaska, our other co-owner, co-host, could not make it tonight. In his place, we have, I think this is Def C's like fourth appearance, potentially. Third. Def's uh, return, third. return, return third. guest. And then also tonight, we have first time guest. First time. What, is it, so what they say, first time, uh, first time, call first time, long time. time. It's me, uh, Vinny from Brooklyn. First time, long time. Uh, time check long it out. Time. The fucking Jets, you know. So I, I, uh, I'm gonna let y'all talk. I, I hate that. I'm, I'm gonna let y'all talk. I'm just, I just want to put this out no, there. Well, in Philly, talk. in Philly, it's like, yeah, this is Vinny from South Philly. First time, long time. And um, Donovan McNabb, uh, he's not the answer. I'm gonna hang up and hear what you gotta say. <laughs> yeah, I hate that. I'm gonna hang up and hear what you gotta say, even though that's the nature of it. But it's just so funny to me. Um, always like, I love, love like, the show. Big fan, big fan. Listen, um, do you really think Jalen Hurts can play quarterback? I'm gonna hang up and listen to you at this. And it's like lighting the like in the fuse. I'm I'm gonna hang up and let y'all talk. He light the fuse and then he runs. Yeah, like, like why? You know like why did why did you wait on hold to not to set talk? up this premise to blow everything up? And then like I'm gonna let y'all talk and it goes. It's, it's like but, being on um, a podcast and you just say hi. And then we just talk for an hour forty five. Like all right, thanks guys. It's like uh, it's like when we have Griff on the podcast. So we control Griff for like a Griff. remote uh, cattle prod. We got the electric talk Griff and he. That's we you know yeah, y'all see that we do that, that straight up. So we but, have we have the we first have- time guest. With the Messiah third time. Music, who has his imprints on all of our good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's just the bottom line. Like, you know, this hey. man, if, you, if you're not familiar, you close your eyes right now and you can hear one of his beats on all of our records. Straight up. And, um, and been working together for quite some time at this point. Yo, and, even even um, my wife freestyled over Messiah Music beats. When we were driving down the fucking coast of California many many moons ago. And I was <laughs> and I was not I was not, not there because there. me and his wife would not be friends as we are today. She was um, she was you know she was shitting on her friends. She was popping wild shit. It was great. On I, love I knew I've known Messiah long enough when he was two people. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, we, we kind of came we kind of came in as a as a collective. It was yeah. it was even more than two people. So wow. ah, um but you know, um, uh, yeah, you know, it was always it was always kind of like me and um, a couple of uh, a couple of guys that um, I came up with that I thought you know did their thing and and I kind of did mine on the beats and um, we were all Messiah music so I was kind of it was it was uh, it was funny like um, to pivot into yeah like like Castro was saying. Uh, the individual but it's a good way it's a good way to keep your ego in check at the same time mm. you know so down from a honorable um, surplus to, to one, one. <laughs> last man standing wow but no it was cool because I, I, I watched it when it happened and i remember <laughs> messiah me and my peoples would have these like conversations and i'm like no nah, it's two of them I'm like no nah, what are you talking about like no nah, it's just but like they're, they're, and they're all my guys though like shouts to jimmy shouts to bearish they're out there you know mm-hmm. i still text with them regularly like childhood friends still oh, in my crazy. life so no that's great yeah, that's great when know. we met when we met you in baltimore that's when it was like okay how many guys are there and um you don't remember that do you 
You remember we met you in Baltimore years ago? Oh yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. No, no more. <laughs> it's, it's one, it's one of like uh, three shows that I've been to in the last Great. five wow. years. Good so, stuff. <laughs> Wow. Especially you got to check out my pandemic, peoples in Baltimore, though. You got to check out Hike Keach. Who's that? You got to check Who? out Brian Ennels, Hike Keach, Fanny Knives. You got to check all those. My, my Baltimore cats. That sounds familiar. Yo, Brian Ennels right. and Fanny Knives. That album last year, Rhino XXL. <laughs> okay. well, let's tell the people yeah. what, we're, what we're here for. So we're here for. Oh, and Disco Vietnam sends uh, Messiah Music as warm regards. Big time fan. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's an honor to now have all three hosts of call out culture podcast <laughs> on my beats so <laughs> you're right alaska fucking yeah, yeah now is. now with trapdoor we're, we're honored that def c and messiah music would choose this meager podcast built from these immigrant hands from the hills of right, slovenia because he's annoying so normally we do live for the line of notes with <laughs> our material but we make special exceptions it's true for special people mm. um, we did it for gang and amani we did it for Arm and Hammer. Arm and Hammer. And, and now it's y'all. Brass. Do we, we do it for, for Alaska? We do it for Alaska. 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 So I was thinking about this today. So Alaska is the Capadonna wrecking crew. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna um I'm gonna I'm gonna knight Def C. He's the lot of dark man of wrecking crew. Ooh. Oh, I like that. I think now, I'll Lord, think- that's a, that's your choice. He could be lot of dark, just kill a priest. There's a couple oh, of little Hellraiser. Hell, no, Hellraiser remedy. You know, remedy, remedy. He was so excited until I said remedy. Remedy has a joint with eight bars from all of the major players on the new album. It's it's not a silver rings. Remedy's album has legit features, not silver rings. You know how people say no homers, like no silver ring. That's the only reason I'm banging with remedy. Right. Because he has eight bars from Inspector, eight bars from Ghost, eight bars from Kappa, eight bars from Solomon Childs. Eight bars of Master Killer on one song. How and many were raps. recorded on Zoom? That's the question. Were they no, like on they, microphones? No, son. I'm I'm calling. I'm calling. None. They did a video. All of them in a video. I seen the one with Dak. That was uh, a that, 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 that was that all get. So all I'm saying is Le- Remedy makes legitimate. Hey, can you be on my shit? Right. And they they oblige. Yeah. Silver well, Rings. Well, Def C Def C already claimed he was the Capadonna of Tomorrow Kings. So I'm giving right, him a so- lot of dark man distinction. Of I just, I just wanted I to let you fair. know there's still a killer priest position. I just, you know, your choice, my Lance. I think, I think, I think Messiah with us, he's like RNS or like fucking Dreddy Kruger. Kim no, like Dreddy Kruger. Dreddy, Dreddy Kruger. Kruger. He's a Dreddy Kruger record. Dreddy Kruger with all the think differently stuff. Like Dreddy Kruger solidified. Yeah, see, that works. I was thinking RNS because he was doing that GP Wu shit and Shaheem. Well, he was a Dreddy don't world. He don't, the only thing Dreddy, he's not a producer. He's not. He's a He's a curator. He's an AR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like Bronze Nazareth, he's kind of woo adjacent, right? Bronze point, is woo adjacent, yeah. And, woo and, adjacent. and he's um, I think they certified him and let him have like, yo, you got the woo sound. Like they never really he does that contradict that, that, that and then right. and they also will go to him mm-hmm. if they want like a throwback wooish uh he's awesome. I've heard they, they, I, I gotta be on the rock mars he did. Yeah, but anyway, mm-hmm. that's not yeah. here they're there. We're talking about the breakthrough fucking LP, the mm-hmm. collaborative, explosive, dynamic. Raw, heartfelt, well-written. Base the bass lines on this album are fucking wild too. Yeah, I was just admiring the bass lines today in the car. The bass lines, something oh, else. Real quick, Trapdoor. We were privy enough to have earlier versions. Correct. The final version of Trapdoor is mm-hmm. Inspector Dex record pre-flood 
Wow. As opposed to Uncontrolled Substance, which was the earlier versions of Trapdoor. Yeah, y'all get what I'm saying? Yeah, and Castro, it's crazy that you say that because I've been telling people that like Messiah's beats are are what Rizzo lost in the flood. Like, nice, nice line. Go ahead, keep that and use that in all your <laughs> Fair enough. Sharif so, told me the same thing. That boy Sharif told me the same thing when I told him that. So let's <sighs> let's dive head first in. I got a major, major question. Do and it. then Z, then Z, I know you got your, your outline. So okay. first question is Messiah, since we know how you deliberate how you deliberate beats, and there's a lot of a lot of us samurai use your um your metal to forge our swords. Was was Trapdoor a matter of Def C collecting beats from you through that process over time? Or did you find yourself making some beats as y'all got rolling to, um, for the final product? So I, I really feel like Def C and, and myself benefited from the time spent on this album because I, so I think there were like probably three separate time periods and there might have been more than that um, where where, you know, Def came back to me and said, you know, just check back in status update. You know, here's where I'm at with the record. Mm. Collect up a couple beats. And this was probably over the span of six, seven years. Woo! So you got to think like that's probably, you know, that's a couple different uh, production styles. I hope. I mean, Thank I you, you know, um, I, I'm, you know, I, I, I do my thing, my select thing, but, but hopefully there's some kind of range in there. Um, it's crazy from, if, you know, from that are reflected by the years. Um, so, so anyway, that, so I, I think that like, so there are some joints like, like shell game and shortcuts definition of insanity. I think that they're probably like some of the earlier cuts mm. um, where some of the later, joints like uh pyramid dust snares small comforts i i think that it really came together and and benefited from there kind of being you know so many years between like checking back in because um i'm not i'm not someone like i i kind of i get i get motivated in in spurts to kind of mm. really put the pedal to the metal so like over a couple months i'll make you know, just a ton of beats. And then I won't for, you know, however long until it strikes me again. Oh, um, until, or until someone hits me up. So, <laughs> which is more and more frequent. Um, so it's, uh, no, no, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean to, I don't mean to even, uh, is this, is this on record? Correct. That part. No, 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 this, no, is no even this is live. <laughs> All live. Don't even worry about like making, I, I get along with the answers, but no, that's, that was to affect what I wanted to um, hear. So the um, album had many phases. All right, Z. Yeah. So when I was um, I was playing this album again today, and um, I think uh, what what struck me about it was it reminded me of the No ID album, the Black album, the Karate School joint. No, no, that's Ski Beats. The Black, uh, except your own. And what the fuck is that No ID album called? Um, Except your own. No, you, you, you're uh, pulling one from me. I'm not familiar. You never heard the. You never heard the No ID album on Relativity. I probably heard. Except your own and be yourself. The Black album. Mm-hmm. Okay, I probably heard the pieces, but I didn't know it was probably an album. Yeah, it's like No too. ID and Doug Infinite, but it's it's it. it no, drops, Infinite. Oh yeah, I've, I've heard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, it I dropped. Um. Yeah. Like if the CD goes for like two hundred dollars on Discogs okay, or so eBay, it's one of those rarity. And right. Relativity so, put it out. So it was on Relativity 
on the strength of common. I, I think this right. came out right after uh, one Resurrection? day all makes sense. Now one, oh, one day all makes sense because oh, okay. relativity but, they got like four common albums. Am I probably now they have the first three? I, I think everything until like water, the, like Local water, water. Or okay, yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, right. especially a, a beat like commute to me is like very no ID mm. in a way, but that era of no that. ID where it's like it's like Chicago no ID where it's like it's it's sad but it's really poetic and then it's really about like the feelings of that type of shit and whereas but then def see clearly mc wise like different there's some there's some there's some there's some what i would say is def there's some different ladder runs you hit right in terms of delivery and flow let me ask y'all either um or def do you do you have any run-ins with dion or tony did you ever um no okay no, I mean, by the time I started really, they were doing, they were doing like, up level. yeah, I think no ID was like already kind of locking in with, um, I'm trying to think of what he was doing. I remember the Jay-Z the beanie? stuff. Like the Beanie the shit? J- or the Jay-Z or, stuff? Or Bow Wow? Yeah. Yeah, the Jay, the Jay stuff, the Bow Wow stuff for sure. He actually had, if you've never heard it, there's a group from Michigan City, Indiana called Midwicked that mm. were on I think Motown or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a song called Like We Supposed to mm. that features Jaheen and wow. Coffee Brown. Coffee and, Brown. And no That's what I was your girl. Yo, yeah. the Both beat, the group. No, I the beat on that song is amazing. Crazy. Nice. But nice. yeah. yeah, well, what so about so what about why not? Any bumping it like no, nah, okay. I, it's it's so I think the interesting thing about Chicago hip hop, especially the underground, is that um, and I know I've mentioned this on a lot of different podcasts as well. Chicago is very interesting in terms of where it stands nationally, because it's a city that's like too big to be an Oakland or a Houston in terms mm. of the way that like people are, are going to be able to kind of sell hand to hand. Right, but right. it's also devoid of the major media outlets that New York, LA, and Atlanta have. Mm. So, so there's stuck in the middle, right? And then you also have, um, for a variety of reasons, and some of them are, are deeper than rap, so I won't speak on them. But some of them are just kind of. It seems like y'all lines of demarcation are pretty uh, standard. Like right. this group is here. And the pivot gang is here. And then, you know, just from the outside looking in, that's what it, it appears. I mean, for, in, oh. in, you know, I think that speaks to not only the fact that Chicago is like one of the most segregated cities in the country, if not the most segregated. Like we always kind of go back and forth with Milwaukee on that. Mm-hmm. So, you want to come to Philly for a week? You want to come hang out with us? I've been we, to uh, Philly. I've been to Philly. We're, we're, we're overwhelmingly black, but not <laughs> when you go to certain areas so we're majority black but city. i think philly lacks that um and our, that landmark or that physical de- uh line of demarcation we don't have a wall or bridge um, or road necessarily yeah you're right and in theory you know yeah, i know what you're there. saying and i wanted to say this about the record too um so like a song like commute to me is very chicago mm-hmm. um obviously pyramid dust <laughs> crazily yeah. chicago what yeah. what so you, if this album was it was over the course of six seven years right mm. and like masai was saying about just the sheer amount of growth and 
changes and improvements everyone makes over that time as artists. What, why did you decide to say, okay, when this album comes out, the first two songs have features? Boom. Great question. Um, because sonically it made sense. Like those were the two joints that were the lead off songs on the album. It's like, you know. It's so regardless happen. of the guest features, the sonics of it made those yeah. the first two songs. Gotcha. It had to, and the, and the energy on both of the songs as well. And, the, mm. and when I kind of went into it too, um, when I look back at the sequence, because I sequence things really according to the sonic, it, a little bit of it has to do with lyrics, but most of it has to do with like sonically, does it make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's usually the first I love the way the the lead off tracks, mm-hmm. the first two tracks, um, and you know I really, I know Defsy asked me several times to weigh in on the sequencing of the album, mm-hmm. and I tried to, but I, something about being so close to the beats and the music, I just like to get another opinion on the sequencing, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. I love the way it came out. Yeah. I usually go for outside help, except my last record was the first time I didn't tell. Because I don't fact. ask Zilla, I tell Zilla, like, arrange this for me. Yo, no, you, one time, you, you sent an album to me, dog. It's getting rearranged. It is so happening. Anyway, he, I sent it to him it with, instructions, with instructions, not like, and he doesn't like getting my albums and cracks his knuckles, like, all right, you know, here we go. Like, uh, no, what, what ended up happening was the reason we do that for each other is I was lost. It was always started with me. I was lost in the sauce about one of my records, mm-hmm. and was I needed. Tosh? Um, I think it was Tosh. No, Fidel. No, was, remember we switched the, that big switch. Was that Tosh? It was Tosh. Latin, yeah, it was okay, Tosh. so I had an Shasta, idea of my Shasta first and last song. Great like, record. You know, thank you. I had it hammered in. This is the first song. This is the last song. And then we're working on the metal. Yep. And him and another individual, they was like, nah. Nah, that was just me by this point. By this point, it was just was me. Was it? You sure? Yeah. Was it? Yes. Okay. I'm, so I'm really told, good at that. Just giving people bad news. It, it was just... <laughs> I'm but like, gonna understand. This is the most left field. I, this is my outro. Oh no, make that the first song. I'm like, please, like, you're not listening to me. That's what we got. We got to the point where I'm, yes. I'm adding. I'm like, are you not listening to what I'm telling you? But yes. then he was like, he was like, all right, just all right, just divorce. And this was this was tough because not only that, they also did y'all cut two songs. We, we no, y'all cut songs nah, off nah, Fidel. Nah. They we, cut, we cut right, songs so off Fidel, and then on Tosh. You just said my only rule is this is the opener and this is the right. closer. And I was like, you I, sure gave about them that? The I gave them the rest. I said, my only rule is this is the intro and this is the outro. I don't care what happens in the, in the middle. And, and, and so, so when it came to sequencing, just to kind of speak to that a yep. little bit, right? Yep. And circumstances and, and time really changing a perspective on a record. Part of what also changed my idea as far as the sequencing was concerned was like, okay, by, by the time this album comes out, you'll have gotten... Summer Courses, Lacuna, mm-hmm. yep. the Deluxe, We Dress the City with Our Name. Whew. Between all of those projects, very few features. Correct. So the thing that I wanted to, so the thing that I wanted to be cognizant of was like, at a certain point, I do not want, like, I think that there's something interesting about the first six verses on the album. I only have two of them. I love that. And I think that uh, there's also something to be said for the variety of like really trying to mix up the voices and, and then bookending kind of the album in terms of you have a posse cut at the beginning, a posse cut at the end, you have 
uh, I think after Shortcuts, there isn't a single song of those last five that's longer than three minutes. Correct. I'm looking it's at the track. Three minutes. So like we, so just in looking back at the sequencing, cause I knew this was going to be my longest album because it was, and originally it was 16. And then I cut one at the last minute because I felt mm. that uh, it was probably better served elsewhere. So uh, here's, here's my theory. You ready for this? Yeah, go and, ahead. And, and I'm going to play the first drop. Yeah, okay. let's do the first drop. Ready? But the let, first, let, wait, wait. Here, here's the drop. Here's it. my yeah. theory. And th- this is really magnified if you look if you look at the life of Pablo. Mm. The fact that he doesn't close the album with Ultralight Pro- Beam is kind of insane to me. Pro- right? Probably he doesn't close anything properly. Good. Well, re- regardless, but he he doesn't like when I heard Ultralight Beam for the first time. Like this is such a fucking album closer. I don't know why this is at anywhere near the beginning of a record to me right because it has like there's like a resolution that record like that song has like a build-up a story you're passing it towards the chance whatever Boom. piggybacking right? off of that ghostface and raekwon have horrible endings of albums oh uh, i mean yeah they're amazing yeah. people right but, but like that last track is always like right so, so to open up an album with ultra light beam i was like this is not he kept saying it's a gospel album. I was like, but most of the albums about like ass. Like you're really just about chasing ass. Like this is maybe a couple songs are gospel songs. I give you that, but it's not a gospel album by any means. But if you close it with the best gospel song you've ever made, then it pulls everything back to like, okay, we were fucking around. Right. Right. We were fucking around, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, we don't know what you're like being. It's a God dream. This is a God. Anyway, I say that to say, the best album openers and closers can be reversed. Interchangeable. Interchangeable. Correct. Right. So I actually want to play. I'm going to share my shit. Um, I think post could be an opener, hmm. but the fact you close with that shit and makes it even more fire. You know what I mean? And the title. And the tire. They call it post, right? Post, so I'm going to play this joint real quick and we can talk about this. Um, because when you play it on a loop and it goes right into Rabbi and the Gollum with our main man, motherfucking Henry Canyons, Body. that shit is like, I, I want this to be on my iTunes again. I, I, I told he's going to rearrange it. I, I'm buying the album itself on Bandcamp Day so they get all my cash. That's but I wish I mean. it was on iTunes at the moment just so I could just loop that shit. Anyway, this proves my theory. We're going to play post off trap door from Def C. MSI music. The album closer that could have been the ill opener, but they're geniuses. Two of the five people who've kind of heard 
every facet of this album who are not me and Messiah. Oh, or interesting. Here we go. We'll get to that. Yeah, see, I don't have posts on this version. This is the old version of the record. It's all good. I think the four of us know what the song sounds like at this point. Yeah. So, yeah, so how about this? Yeah. So, so post, right? Mm-hmm. Having post be to me again, you could open the album with post. Is it you're yeah. by yourself, rhyming the beat? The beat's like kind of like a mid tempo head nodder type of joint. It's got like, it's just some fly shit. You know what I mean? But why did you decide to open? Like you said before about the, 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 the ideas of the Sonics, but like, mm-hmm. Like Castro for his new album, for example, we famously know on Little Robert Hutton, he doesn't, you don't hear Castro's voice for like two and a half minutes, right? Mm-hmm. On Vegas Vic, for my record, I'm soloing it out in the first song. This mm-hmm. joint, you have canyons. So, like, what was your thinking being like the first song is me and someone? It's not just the Def C show. Because um, Post is that, it's the Def C show. Yeah. But I also think that like those first two joints in terms of, rhyming in a way where I just kind of was like talking my shit was the headspace I was in probably around when Masai and I started working on the album. So I think just from a content standpoint as well, the album then spans when I was operating with that attitude up until post which is when it originally had a a hyphen in the title because it was gonna be, I wrote it the day they sent me back to work in the classroom Mm. um, after we were out doing remote learning for nine or 10 months. So it was about that day of going back to work. And by this point, I know I have a kid on the way. By this point, you know, a year and a half has, or not a year and a half, but like, a year plus has passed where we've all kind of been dealing with this global thing that we had never really grasped with before, or we never really grasped before. And we had no idea apart from finding out about the flu in St. Louis in like 1918 about any kind of historical precedent that would guide us toward what life after the pandemic, quote unquote, would look like. Mm -hmm. So it was for me, and and when I went back and and listened to the album, because I listen to the album a lot. Usually when I make music, the sign that I know that I've made something good is if I can listen to it and not just hear the mistakes. But I went back and I listened to it and the album sounds like, I'm kind of going insane. Hmm. Like it, it starts with, I'm rhyming super hard. And then I'm like considering the world around me. And then I'm considering the immediate world as opposed to just the big picture world. And then my life kind of shrinks and there's an acceptance of the things that I can't control and an acknowledgement that I'm never gonna have answers So let me celebrate and have this little moment of joy on the end of the album, because not only have I gone through a lot, the listeners have also gone through a lot throughout. Boom. So I'm going to I'm going to kind of I'm going to contradict you there a little bit. I don't think it sounds like you're going. It's it sounds like I told you when we started that you were hitting different rungs on the ladder of delivery Mm. and content. 
this is a full meal, brother. Mm. This is like one of your records. This is goals. This this is the one step past. Well, to me, one step past damn near grown, two steps past the corner. Like this is a full meal. So we're not just, you know, you're getting all of these flavors from, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's Rayquan right. and them would say. Yep. So yes, the early in the record, you can be a little bit more battle rapper-ish. Then there could be some manic moments in the middle. And then there's some um, restitution at the end, whether it be um, commute, post, as we mentioned, like Oof. just recalling things. Um, but then also there's a powerful, um, tell me the verse you about you teaching in the um, Juvenile Detention Center. Which song is that? Time Off. Time off. Okay, cool. Uh, and that's like in the middle, ish, right? Mm-hmm. So the way that starts is you just I'm just listening to you rhyming, and I don't even get that you're rhyming for um, detainees until I, until a, the song uh, opens up, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, you know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. So now we're we're understanding that we're um we're hitting the steps to the basement. We're going to the depth. It's not just surface area. So I'm just saying, like, I get what you're saying it because you do go a lot of different directions, but I feel like it's a full meal. It's a full plate. And that's why you're getting so many, all those different spices. Miles Davis on the train, keeping me calm. Telling me that there isn't such a thing as a lost cause. Today I taught my students how to count bars. It was hard to tell kids to freestyle in a room full of armed guards. I get kind of blue when my checks late. But their kind of blues a sweatsuit with counting numbers on the breastplate. I'm not trying to save anybody. It's not the point. I'm trying to convince somebody it's worth it to save their voice. But by their count, they're counted out by everybody. Their mama, the system, their religion, and the jury that isn't of their peers. Giving years for some kid shit. Digits on their wrist and permission they gotta ask to take a piss with. I'm headed home from work trying not to sob, but this a drought that Word. And that I appreciate that. I really do. And I think uh, you know, that was chronicling that seven-year period that we worked on the album because it really was like probably the closest thing to a living diary that I'll ever write. Mm. Oh. Was oh. um this idea that or the thing that I, I keep coming back to and thinking about is just um, I'm hearing in real time what I'm wrestling with within and without. And then by the time you get to 50, um, which is a hard song to listen to within the context of the album. I think if I if I listen to 50 outside of the context, I'm able to appreciate it as a song. Mm-hmm. But when you relive everything for that, the first three quarters of the album, and then you hit 50, it's like, you know, you feel kind of the full weight of, uh, or I felt the full weight of everything that I'd experienced up until I'd written that song. So I, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel you. I think in terms of the rhyming and the patterns and the flows, absolutely. That, um, you know, I took them in a whole bunch of different directions where at the beginning I'm kind of more in the pocket and then by the end I'm, dancing and doing a little bit more in terms of the cadences but i mm-hmm. think a lot about the content and but let's get to the first big moment on the record to me okay where we we know you're um you're hitting something else so see i'm just gonna play it out loud over here and you just put, put it in a place just because i want to hear yeah, it yeah hit it hit it um and that would be uh the hook work on shell game sure. 
We're, yeah, how, how, we're, we'll play this and then we'll take a break and we'll come back talking about it. I, I got something. We live in a society, there's rules to the system that simply don't apply to me. You want to apply your ways, well, you know I got to tax that. Licensing fees, best believe I need a kickback. The campaign coffers or it's off to the zoning board. Legalize extortion, civilizing forfeiture, corruption, corruption. Got everyone assuming that, but everything is legal when it's done through a super back. Yo, all I do is spark madism, populism, socialism, nationalism. Politics manipulates the people with the desperate to maximize the donor base. Homie, I'm an expert. Yo, thank you for your Contribution to my net worth allows for your jobs and you sloppy just forget work. Weaponize your pain even though it don't affect me. No matter what I do, motherfuckers reelect me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, cut this shit. Hey yo, this is Chubb Zilla, one half of Sons of Andre, with the late Scorsese Lord Jones. Scorsese and I have a record together under the name Sons of Andre called Dungeon of Doom. It features some of my happiest production yet and some of Scorsese's best writing. It is available on a limited edition cassette and CD and at every digital outlet you get your music from as well as insubordinaterecords.com. Dungeon of Doom features appearances by Alaska, Zilla Rocca, Poison Pen, and Alex Ludovico, stealing the goddamn show on this very beat. So you can go get Dungeon of Doom wherever you fuck with music at. Long live Scorsese. Previously on Great White Buffalo. What's up, Reno? It's me, Darko the Super, and you're listening to the Call Out Culture Podcast. This episode is sponsored by Great White Buffalo and select theaters and streaming on Bandcamp now. Dark of the Super and Dean Freeman's Great White Buffalo from You Don't Deserve This Beautiful Art, the label that brought you watered down demon fuzz and Big Baby Ghani's greatest hits. That's right, uddtba.bandcamp.com. The mad genius producer behind MF Grimm's The Hunt for the Gingerbread Man 2 and psychedelic hits from the Hellhole Store combines forces with Rumpel Romeo himself, Dean Freeman, who brought the world classics like Buy My Baby a Car and Nookie in the Mail. Don't miss a great white buffalo listening experience, or you just might regret it for the rest of your life. Now let's get back to your regularly scheduled programming. Fish and grits and all that pimp shit from the Call Out Culture Podcast. All bets off in the house, don't win. That shit is hard. Wait. Wait. What? Oh, the, bur- what the, is- the beat yeah, switch? Come on, yeah. fam. Not even fair. Yeah. Not even Messiah, fair. You bastards. What the fuck is going to beach possessed? It's possessed. What do you think? You small pro out here with the beat switches? Fuck out of here, man. You ain't seeing my guys. Uh, uh, no, that's a small shout out to Willie Green, the man behind the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. Phenon, too, with the beat switches like a motherfucker. Oh, I take some credit for that. That's me. That's all you. <laughs> this is like... um. That beat switch reminds me of um Prem's beat switch on um um 
on Prairie. Um, oh, come on, Prairie Barn. Yeah, on Prairie Barn. Oh, a lot of good B barn. I've been saying it wrong burn. every time. Is it burn? Okay, sure. A lot and of good B switches. You know, shouts to Def on the sequencing for this because you know that was a that was a choice. Um, that was just a freestanding beat that I sent. You know, you mm. you guys both know how I do. So oh, yeah. that was just a freestanding beat that I sent. Um, you know, made the decision to uh, to end up there, and I think that was the place for it. Um, shout out to our Patreons that were on the last live from the liner notes live with us, uh, having a ball. So if you want to fuck with us, we, we might do that again. Uh, join us on Patreon, Patreon.com backslash Co-op Culture Podcast. We'll be having it rocking over there. Yeah, we, we do listening parties. We do exclusive clips. I have a clip I'm gonna put on Patreon of just us making fun of Dan O's hat from Free Music Empire. Just four we minutes have, of us ripping um, on his motherfucker. Exclusive music, exclusive um <laughs> pieces great. of episodes, like he's mentioned a Dan O hat mm-hmm. uh, review. Shout so yeah, it's, it's a good time. Um, it's a good time. You pay pay what you want in a sense. No, it's not you pay what you want. It's definitely not. Pay it is pay what you want. If you want to pay twenty dollars. No, that's pay true. That. If you want to pay ten dollars, you pay that. If you want to pay five, you pay that. Which we want you to want you to pay. Yeah, you, you, get, you get the episodes at least three to four days early too. So there you got that going yes. for you. All right, boom. Yes. So back with Def C and Messiah Music. So two things that stood out to me, you know, knowing you guys for a long time and working with you guys on my own, and then you know being a, a huge admirer also from everything else you've done. Uh, the first question is for Messiah, which is. Uh, I want to get to the hooks with Def C 100%. But I want to say first about the beats. Your beats are eminently simple in terms of when you just play them, right? But you make them very interesting. So I've been lucky enough to rap on your beats. I've been lucky enough to perform over your beats. I've seen other people do the same thing. So your beats... From a producer standpoint, it's not like I don't sit there and be like, how in the fuck did he make that beat? Right. But it doesn't matter because it's like it's like Ringo Starr playing the drums. You look at it, you're like, oh, anybody could do that. And you're like, actually, it's wild, interesting and cool how this motherfucker plays the drums. So I look at you like Thank that you, as man. a producer. I, I look at you as like a person that whether you're working with Mock or Woods or Def C, it's like you you have pieces in there that are pretty straightforward, but I would never classify yeah. you as like a classic East Coast boom bag guy. Base. Is that, yeah, is that like like, so, we won we in that corner. Like even though we clearly like you're from that world and you have an affinity Absolutely. to it. Like how yeah. how do you how do you go about the process on your own describing your own style or, or how you go about making beats? So well first of all thank you. Um you know I I feel like I've just benefited from good fortune, you know, a, a couple a couple good um Man, I have so much reverence for for the work that I've done, mm-hmm. and um, it's crazy. Like I, it it's it's to the point yeah, where I'm I in hammer songs will do that, won't you? They'll do it yeah, man. Like I, I, <laughs> I can kind of divorce myself as an individual from a contributor to the work, um, and so you know, I'm 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 just a fan, kind of of you know, you guys who. Uh, <laughs> Who, who, who make this shit and turn it into, you know, something else. So, you know, I, I appreciate that. But I, I guess like starting out, I probably, I was just trying to make stuff that sounded, would sound at home on like Mad Villainy or Marsburg. You know, that's, that's probably the truth of the matter. And now I, I try to be in competition with myself. Mm. Um, just try to like stretch it a little bit because I, you know, I feel like, um, 
I'm, you know, I'm limited by my own methodologies, the way that I make beats. So I just try to like build on them and try to make them a little bit more interesting than the last time around. And yeah, just stretch it. Like I'm trying to hear something now that I know that, you know, this, this stuff is going to, uh, might end up on a record somewhere. Mm. I I want it to sound interesting to, to myself as a, as a fan of the music. Mm. So, um, yeah i mean that's that's how i would describe my my, process to the point i still haven't said to you personally so i'm saying it now like your collaborative work on paraffin is exquisite Mm. like i don't know if anybody said that to you like you and elusive combining forces it was Mm. it was some exquisite work going on there because the way we got paraffin first was um people don't remember Backwards put it out on vinyl strictly at first. Right. Yep. So I remember, uh, yeah. With oh, no, yeah. with no real solid track listing. And then when you went to download it, it was like one long track mm-hmm. um, on both sides. It was like side A, side B. And I remember me, Zilla, and Smalls trying to slice up the tracks. And um, I love shit like that. To, to your point <laughs> of, your, of your creativity, Masai, we got some of the tracks wrong because some of the beat switches we took as yes. like, new songs. Yes. And we marked, so we cut it, we started cutting it up. Yes. It was one long track and we cut it up and we cut it up incorrectly because we Correct. were following some of the beat cues and we had some of the songs mislabeled and shit. And it was, then it was very inconvenient, which I'm like, oh, the music used to be this way. It was like very inconvenient. Right. Like, and yeah. it was it was taking <laughs> us back to like how we used to do things where everything wasn't so laid out with the metadata all perfect and stuff. Right, it was right. very organic. And then two weeks later, they dropped it on the streaming and then they really let you know where, where the songs got cut and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just saying that was a great experience. Um, so yeah, just salute to you on the, on the work on paraffin. Specifically, I just wanted to tell you that I've never been able to tell you. That. Yo, thank oh, thank you so much. No, I really, on, I really even on fucking that, um, only child, the NASA record, fam. Come on. Oh my god, Messiah. Yo, oh, that only child shit with NASA. That shit is crazy real. That shit is really really good, son. Yo, that thank is you, thank really you. we we really um, we haven't been able to tell NASA. Yo, big, yeah, big up to NASA, man. Um, yeah. And and I hope that uh, you know, like I I feel like this one is is really catching you know catching some fire now. I, I hope people go back peep that record just you know drop our whole fan two base months ago. Is built on reverse engineering. I've come to find out they will find something in the present and they <laughs> will go back and yeah. outsource and source out. Well, where did it, where did this start? I know definitely and, experienced and that. that only child record is. It, it, it kind of follows a similar trajectory in that like we had been working on it for, for a long time. And I think it benefited from kind of several different periods of nice of production. Mm. So nice. um, in, in, in NASA, you know, in NASA's own just, you know, distinct way, um, which mm-hmm. is completely different, I think, than this record sonically. Um, indeed it is. And indeed yeah. it is, but, it, but they all hold their own reverence. So I'm just, we still, we want to yeah, salute thank you, you and give you a flowers okay. while you're here, brother. Hey man, I, I appreciate it. I can't tell you. I, this is cool. Seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled and honored to be here with you guys. Ser- I'm, ah, I'm just you ain't fan, sorry. This motherfucker's on $700 like, records, y'all. Listen to this guy. Don't let him, we'll, we'll let him get it. Magnum he is, band he, anymore. He is Hello. humble. He's on you the best album saying, of fucking the year. He's on the best album nah, of the year. Would you just would you stop? See how you he's the best album that. ever. It's the best album of the it's year. It's not, not the ever. best album. Several, several contenders for the best Number album one. of the year. I, best, I think best album. I'd like to think. Yes, you do. You you have yes, you do. You're on my record. My record. That's is right. In the, um, that's one, is in that's the battle. one that I had in mind. That's the weird battle. I love all these albums. None of them are better than Pray for Haiti. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, let let let, let you let, you the folks want to know. Put you on speaker, but we'll let uh, the folks know. 
Um, uh, here's what I want to know about. Speaking of segues, um, Def C hooks. So if you listen to the show and you know me, uh, I'm not really enthralled anymore with guys that can't make hooks. You just rapping for, you know, yeah, one so verse like, and a break and then another verse. I'm like, very abrasive. I'm just not into it. I, I just think it's, it's a cop well, out. I, because, I think it's, um, the oversaturation of the one right. one verse songs, no yes. drums, no hook. Like now, that's and the, and the title standard. has nothing to do with shit. I'm not with right. that. And so right. I, again, why I love Pray for Haiti is this motherfucker can make hooks. Oh yes, that's Def C can, can make hooks. Curly Curly Castro can make fucking great hooks. I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. Come on, stop. I I, okay. I do my damnedest out here. So, what I want to know about Def C is all of my day ones. Whew, we, we, they they have day jobs. Um, I think for this record though, what what I like about your hooks is. Um, and I noticed this a lot first on um, actually, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know if it's the first, but I noticed it most recently, obviously on, we dress the city with our names and then on Griff on fireside chats. Right. And I noticed then, and then it's, it's like, it's like highlighted with a, a fucking hot, you know, bright yellow marker on this album is like, you're really good at doing hooks that are actually like lyrical and conceptual conceptual without being so fucking corny and like because most rapping as rappers and def you are rapping as rapper right their hooks are raps right and the only right. people that were able to master that me in my opinion is my beat my beat was the raekwon only people and able havoc to, yep. and raekwon and very kind of havoc specifically yes thank you right G. Master, yo, my hooks are my raps too because yes, they have. I just triple stack the vocals, and I have a certain style. Like you, I, Raekwon hooks, where if he wrote the whole thing out, and that was italicized, yeah, but it was still within the paragraph, right? And so that's what what struck me about this record in particular. I'm not saying you didn't do it before that, but this record yep. in particular, there was very much a focus on outstanding hooks, and I'll even bring in like. When um when Billy Woods made known unknowns, if anybody goes back Ooh. to that, they always say that's his most successful record. And he said, "Why?" It's two things. He asked Aesop Rock, "Hey, what do you, what should I do to make a hit record?" Aesop told him, "You'll be mad at me." Aesop told him, "Rap on beat." That was his one. Well, Aesop follows that edict. He said, "Rap on beat." And he was he was being, I know he's being he was meaning like be more um get some of that um grid kind of locked in. But also, sure. if you listen to known unknowns, his hooks on every song. Yep. And 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 it evolved hooks, features, yes. woods doing different things. And I remember that standing out on that record. And that's the same way that the hooks on this record stand out to me. This is some of your great hook work where I will say the hook after the song, even yes. though this bar work is crazy. I'm saying that hook, brother. I'm repeating mm -hmm. that hook. You know no. what I'm saying? <sighs> and so, and that is a skill in itself. So was there a more concentrated effort or you think you just leveled up or you think it was it was kind of a combination of things. One being that a conclusion I came to quite some time ago was that for a rapper like myself, if I want to make compelling music, I can wrap my ass off these verses but I got to do something in, as far as the structure and the hooks in order to keep things interesting for somebody who, you know, might not necessarily just be there for the rapping. So, um, you know, I listen to pretty much everything. I listen to a lot of Gibbs. I listen to a lot of, yeah. I, I was listening to like a lot of Young Thug at a certain point. Um, 
and a lot of future. And Ooh, talk that. Even tomorrow kings, I think too. Those are guys who know how to write very dense verses, but also very catchy hooks. So I'm that's the Aesop gift. Aesop will kill you with the wordplay and the vocabulary and the multisyllables, and then the hooks be like, you know, the river go, boils go, when get. it sees me. The yeah, river it. boils when it sees. Or he'll go back to some '86 hook, rock, rock on the rock, rocks on. Like he'll yeah. do that shit, and it what it does is it pulls you out of that little matrix and lets you see the forest yeah. or the trees. Like we're still in this hip hop world and we're swimming. And, and then I, I think I also was just kind of like the, the way that the thing that the beats brought out of me emotionally, like you want to talk about the paraffin beats, the second verse on time off, I wrote that to the eco mog beat, the first half of the joint. Mm. Messiah. Yeah, and why and why and, and, and death, why is that on a track and not some weird old mixtape you were gonna do? Why is that? Um, because you yelled at me very politely. Boom. In the text. Yeah. Hear that, listeners. Not, 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 not polite, I, I was, no. It's not polite. It was just um, Def was getting on a nice run, and it was inspiration from the paraffin instrumentals dropping. Yeah, and he was he had plans to do a mixtape, and I said, I, "Don't you dare!" But that Don't verse, that verse wasn't what went on the Eco Mog joint that you heard. Though. Like mm. that was the verse that I wrote. I heard when Wood said, when I heard paraffin, and I heard uh, Wood say, instead of what was it? Instead of uh, I gotta. I'm looking the lyrics up. I don't care. Y'all cool. can edit the. Y'all can edit the dead air. No, um, because this is important. Because these are like Woods will make you write a rap. He'll make you write a rap. Favorite, Absolutely. Nah, I mean, some of my favorite Arm and Hammer. Um, ah, yeah, it's this. Uh, Valuable silence in that asylum, rather than shame. They built a monument to the violence. The way we play it don't sound nothing like a violin. And I heard that and I was like, damn, instead of shame, they built a monument to the violence. Man, we don't play. And, I th and then I thought about, mm. I thought about my job and something that when Lamont Manuel and I were working in that detention center, something that Jesus. we, something that I, a conclusion I came to because we had to decompress every day. Of course. Fuck yeah. Of course. Yeah. You yeah. do that with regular ass fucking jobs. And, nah, and this, you, when you this, when you're working in the light, you're working with the light against this, the dark. Yes, sir. This was this was different though. This was like you feel survivor's remorse the minute you walk out of mm, like Great point, bro. Great point. Because you, you feel so much relief that you're not there anymore, and then you immediately feel guilt at the fact that like. You've left behind still. the people, literally yes, left behind the people who you're supposed to help. Yes, sir. Um, and just in thinking about the way that that whole system works. So in the state of Illinois, while the kids are in the detention center, they're wards of the state. So their parents don't have rights. Over wow. Them. Damn. The wow. Juvenile, the juvenile court proceedings are... Um, you can't have press or media in there. I, I don't Damn. think that's in Illinois. I think that's nationwide. Um, and when we were working there, we first started hearing about something called a blind plea. So I can't be good. So these kids were offered blind pleas, which was essentially door number one is you could take this blind plea, 
and uh, cop out to this offense. We're not going to tell you what sentence you're getting, mm. but you can you can trust that it's going to be a lighter sentence than what you'll get if you go to court. And uh, that's the show game. You made a song. Sit through, bro. Sit through oh, shit, and sit through the whole trial. Um, and this is at a time when violence in Chicago and, and the pressure that was being applied to politicians in Chicago to do something about it was basically leading to like kids getting locked up for being outside, kids being locked up for hanging around the wrong people at the at the wrong. I can't imagine. I can't imagine oh, yeah. what all that people act like. Fucking Chicago's like this bullet wilderness. Very very disheartening. New York went through it too. Yeah. And, and so at the time, then, you know, the, and if you want to talk about New York, right, the solution that the politicians come up with, it's not, well, let's look at the root causes of what's happening and then figure out how to address Oh, hell no. Stop and frisk. Stop yeah. Mine. No, we're going to lock up. We're going to lock everybody up. So one person on this block, one person on this block has the hammer on them. We're locking every kid on this block who's hanging out with this person, locking them all up. Um, and that's kind of what brought me back to that line. Like, instead of shame, we built a we built a monument to the violence. Like, I think about how I was raised to believe that prison was something that was supposed to rehabilitate you when you did something wrong. Yeah, it's the it's the exact opposite, and we should be ashamed of that. Mm. There are so many things about yep. this country that we should be ashamed of that we've just kind of accepted as normal. Normal, yeah. And bars like that inspired verses, which then inspired the hooks to bring it full circle. Because at a certain point, I'm writing these rhymes, I'm, I'm writing what I'm writing about on the album, and the emotional, the, the intellectual side of me is writing the verses, but then my heart is writing the hooks. Bonk. And a song like Jail Game came from me watching The Big Short, which is one of my favorite. I love that movie. Um, and watching it for a second time and just being infuriated. Because essentially, everything about the housing market was developed by people who just wanted to squeeze as much money out of it as they possibly could at the expense of the people who were buying these homes for the first time when they couldn't yes, afford them just because they wanted somewhere to raise their families and yes, they wanted to be able to establish themselves in a way that generations of their family that came before them could not and it was that kind of stuff that, that as i'm writing the music for this album just kind of came out of me which is in the, mm. in the life experiences um, that came out of me and then bled into the hooks. And even some of the songs that were written later, cause they're a good chunk of this album was supposed to be a separate EP and then mm. was supposed to be the follow-up. And then there were certain joints that Woods really fucked with that made me reconsider and then added them back in. And then I took some joints off that we're gonna, a few of them are super fire and we're just gonna hold them for the next one. Mm. Um, so let's um, get into one of the hot ones here then cause oof. I wanna play it. So um, a song like a song like Compassion, right? Okay. I'm, Three. I'm, I'm yo. I'm a teacher. That's my job. For those <laughs> of you who may not know, and and just like working in that school, it's like we knew we saw all that shit coming. Like we saw the fact, for example, that 
um, when we sent kids back hybrid, COVID rates were gonna spike again. We knew that was gonna happen. We knew that when we sent kids back into the building without any kind of re-socialization um, at the beginning of this school year, and we acted like the year and a half that the kids spent at home was one long ass snow day, we knew that was gonna backfire, but we mm -hmm. did absolutely nothing. So if, you know, if they gave a fuck, they would act like it. Cause if they gave a fuck, then they act like it. If they gave a fuck, then they act like it. If they gave a fuck, then they act like it. If they gave a fuck, then they act like it. Why we always gotta beg for money from a printing press? Different dresses, same devils reveling in eviction threats. Whole generations in a house made of gingerbread. Brains on drugs, all these classes packed with pickled eggs. Deep fake dreamscapes, imaginations free based. Still starve for all the safe spaces that these creeps ate. MCs on the cheese. Yo, Willie Green. I just want to go on record as saying. Shouts to him. Next thing you're mastering on this project is like, and I've had a lot of, I've been fortunate to have uh, worked with a lot of a lot of people who are very gifted and have mm -hmm. made my project sound very good. But this is the best. Wow. And like compassion. Have you heard that in the car? Uh, yeah, I have. Yo, Shit. that joint in the car Woof. is crazy. Smacks. Crazy. I remember I was driving around listening to it. Like I think I might have texted Dan while driving. Kids, don't don't do as I, I, I do. I, I do it too much. I, I do it too much. Uh, but no, it. like I texted Dan while I was driving, and I was like, "Have you heard this in the car yet?" Yeah, because <laughs> that 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 shit is insane. And Green just like the textures he brings out of these beats. Um which are already very like textured to begin with. That's one of the Ooh. things I really rock with about Messiah Music's beats is just like, there's so I, much and I, and I said that to Green too. I, I emailed him when he was sending back and forth these mixes. And I just said like, I, I feel like you're bringing out sounds that I didn't even know existed ah. in the beats. And he probably, yeah, yeah. you know, to his credit, probably that happens every time around. So right, bomb, bomb to that. I, um, I want to play another one, and then I have a question about another track. So we bump in snares now. Hey, just, can I say one more thing before we get into this? Which is that this whole album is two tracked. Like we didn't. Oh, we'll, 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 yeah, tell. we'll talk about that. All right, cool, 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 cool. All right. White supremacy is an illness we passed on the children, and still refuse to shield them with masks. Powers move to pieces as we fight to a stalemate. It's cold at the bottom and there's ice on the staircase. They loaded the dice, pretend you in debt when they owe you their life. Look what they say, look what they write. Look how they lie, disrespecting their stripes. Look how they act, look at the facts. Spencer, keep watching they hand on the track. You looking out from inside of your pack. Remember, we gotta stop letting them back. They loaded the dice, pretend you in debt when they owe you their life. Look what they say, look what they write. Look how they lie, disrespecting their stripes. Look how they act, look at the facts. Spencer, keep watching they hand on the track. You looking out from inside of your pack. Remember, we gotta stop letting them back.
ice on a staircase line. Ice on a staircase. That line, bro. Woo. Jesus Christ. On some Home Alone shit. Oh, Home Alone. Yo, yo, I would not recommend the new Disney Plus Home Sweet Home Alone Mm. reboot. Would not recommend. Do not recommend. My son has watched it. It's not. Don't do it. Wait, did did Jack see the originals? He's seen the original back in the day, but this this shit is no. There's no stakes. Like the fucking robbers are become his friends at the end. I was like, what are we doing? Oh, come on. All right, so let's get to it. So stupid. Yeah. Talk to us about. And Masai, you could chime in too about shortcuts. I thought you wanted to talk about snares, but we can. Nah, snares talk for itself, brother. I want to talk about shortcuts. Snares does Uh, that work? Shortcuts. So I knew, I knew I wanted Woods on there, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Prem was originally on a song that wound up getting cut based on feedback from people. Mm, That's right. And it wasn't, and it, it had nothing to do with Prem, had nothing to do with our verses or even the hook. It just was the beat was not up to par with the uh, collection that we had on there. And we also had like picked a whole bunch of different beats for it. And it wasn't even that, I loved the beats, but I think it was more so just like the time when that outsider opinion, right? You get that extra bit of feedback and it does help. Yep. So I, w- I do want to take another shot at that joint for the next one, but we didn't have Prem on anything. I knew I wanted Woods on that beat. I wrote the verse two shortcuts originally to the Barbarians beat from Rome. Oh. Um, and then it just wound up fitting with that beat because I didn't know what to do with that, with that beat. That beat is so fire, but I just didn't like... I didn't know how to approach it based on the drums. Cause one of the ill things about Messiah Music's beats, he'll catch loops in places that you won't expect that'll force you to have to rhyme. Agreed. Like really think outside of the box in terms of how you're gonna rhyme on those beats. Agreed. Because there's no like, I can't hit Messiah up and be like, nah, man, that's you know, just wrong. three, four. It's three, four, quantize it. <laughs> nah. You literally can't. That shit is gonna literally can't, and also the shit would be trash. Or if you sample, yeah. if you sample a different loop, um, it wouldn't have the same magic. That same sample, it just nope. wouldn't give it the same energy. So, nope. Um, I was like, okay, what if I could? What if I like? I knew, I knew Woods would sound good on there, and then I was like, this is the only beat that makes sense because I want Prem on the album. Mm. But it only makes sense for Prem to be on this joint. Because in terms of his flow and the way that he rhymes, I already kind of knew that it was just going to be like, duh, 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 duh. and he destroys like, it. I knew he was going to body it, and then destroys. Elusive. My partner don't play no fucking yeah. games. I knew I knew I could get Woods. I knew I could get Prem. Elusive. I wasn't sure, just kind of based on his schedule and also he was. You better the, make sure that moon is in, met- in retrograde. Yeah, the he'll, Jupiter. He'll, Jupiter got to be ascending. Yeah, yo. <laughs> he'll look up. That motherfucker look up the sky and be like, nah, I can't do it for you. Nah, dog. Too and many also, clouds. I'm out. I didn't have his phone number. So that's the other reason that I just like, he's not sure. Nah, that don't help. Hey, you yeah, have yeah. his address. I have his that number. It doesn't matter. You can go to his crib. That ain't going to live on that block. Doesn't matter. Ain't gonna help. No, man. You this gotta, like the stars got to be lined up. My man, my man, Slime, you gotta, uh, if you wanna get a beat from Slime, you better make sure he sends that to your email before you leave his studio. Mm. Otherwise, never get that beat. Um, <laughs> you know, 
like a lucid, uh, a lucid definitely laced it. And a lucid and Woods verses on there sounded like furtive movements era Arm and Hammer. Yeah, mm, that's my shit. You know, I've got. Yeah. There we go. You, you said know the, the fuck I get about, down. Oh my god! I, and I hit Woods, and I was like, "This sounds like furtive movements era Arm and Hammer, but upgraded based on the work that you've done since then." So mm-hmm. it's like the same texture and feel, but the rhyming obviously is like, you know, you see, seven you years ago versus now. See, see, I'm sitting on right here. See what you did there. That wax touching the green beside music, soft places. Mm, yeah, those songs are crazy. I got touching the grease. Crazy. Touching the grease. Crazy. Crazy. One of my one of my favorites. And that's and one of my soft favorites. places. Soft oh, places and side note, real quick. After Affirmative came out, I said to I said to Lucin and Woods at some point in person, I said, listen. I appreciate what you guys are going for. I know you got you have a lot of cool fucking friends. The only people that should ever produce Arm and Hammer is the Lucid and Messiah music. No one else should produce. That no was one. only after no one. you heard Roman Paraffin. But no, no, this was Furtive. When Furtive came out, I'm like, that's no one else Furtive should make Furtive is such a great record. No one. I, I love yeah, I love Ron P you. remix. I love Brother Hall. I love all these people, but I'm like. I said to them back then, I'm like, it needs to be Messiah and Elusive. I I appreciate the cosign. Yeah. I need, <laughs> they clearly did not listen that. to me, but what do I know? Well, yeah, yeah, Messiah, I think, I think Messiah, did you do doorman? Did you do Dust Jacket? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you did. Oh, got got door door Come on, yeah. bro. Oh, this is listen to me, stop. man. Just stop. listen stop. to me stop. talk. Now, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. Ryan Gold in a rolled what? Uh, blindfold in a rolled cigarette. Ryan Gold. Hold on, the news said to fled. Come on, bro. Get out of here. Where is it? But but I I do have to say right like there are very few producers who I can remember hearing, like remember where I was hearing more than one of those songs. Right. So. Messiah has two. They're both Arm and Hammer joints, and it's ironic because I was I was uh, driving on Lakeshore Drive to get to and from work today. But um, one was I was taking the bus out around the time when we started. Like, um, actually, it was like one of the one of the days that made me want to work with Messiah when I heard Cloisters on race music. Oh come <laughs> on, stop! And Woods verse Woods verse is like one of my favorite versus ever just because it, it's the kind of joint where he imbues so much emotion in so many small moments that like you can't help but feel something like that right um and i remember yeah. where i was i remember where i was i remember the, the bus route i was on when i was taking it and then that beat was just like wow this the is the captain will do that yeah the most beautiful shit ever and then touching the green i was on the green come on. line come on man stop playing the green stop line playing. train into the city at the Ashland stop, the train was pulling into the Ashland stop. And I remember just playing that song over and over and over and over and over. And I think it speaks to Messiah's talent as a producer, something that you do with these beats, man, they pull something out of the rappers who rhyme on them. I agree. That's, that's, yes, different. that's different. Like Drew, right? The, uh, the, the, what's the What's the joint where it's just a five minute verse of like, it's like Droog's best verse of all time on uh, Crew Tour. I don't even know. What does that mean? I don't even know what that means. What does that mean? Wh- which Drew. one is that? Is that is that? No, the I mean, you saying he has the best, best verse or something like that? Does that make sense? Kazakhstan make sense? or something. It's one of those. It's one no, of those. The, Ka- the Kazakhstan joint? Kazakhstan. Yeah. Crazy. That's like my 
that's the best Euro Drew verse yeah. ever. Yeah, that just confuses me. Yeah, I don't understand you. how best and Drew verse like in that sense. I don't really. But, I don't know what. what uh, uh, Shouts shout to Drew. Suffice it, su- suffice it to say, I'm just suffice. gonna skate around that like Apollo Ono. <laughs> I'm, just, um, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm just trying to understand the language you're speaking. We're saying like that's so, verse. And we're anyway, true, but anyway, a, what are we talking about, Uncle, Uncle Castro? Anyway. Uh, I fuck with Drew. He he and he keeps me motivated too. I I I send him some beats. He, he's got some beats in his inbox. I was disappointed not to be on this one. You were probably you were you were probably blessed not to be on this one. Oh, look at this that. one. Sucks. So, this one sucks. Space bar. You want to know so, it's called space bar because you press it and you delete every goddamn. Thing. To bring wow. it better to what I was initially discussing. Fired on. This is, hey, look. I, I just want to tell you, Zilla, uh, teaching. Definitely has prepared me uh, for trying to figure out ways to bring that segue back to what I was talking about originally. Do it, do uh, it, man. But yeah, no, Messiah's beats bring something unique out of everybody who rhymes on them. hundred percent. So like listening to Capoeira Recall. Woo, right? thank you. Yes, sir. Castro, Castro rhymes on Little Robert Hutton, crazy. The whole, the whole joint, crazy. But I, but there was an extra gear that you hit on Capoeira Recall. I had to keep mm. up with the beat. The beat was Yo, so banging, I had to keep that's, up with that's it. That's one of my most unique kind of swings ever. And I, I when Castro comes knocking, it's just, uh, there is, it, it does give you license to access a certain kind of uh, kind of beat that, you know, maybe every artist And I, I, might I, I not did be good on the to. song, but the swing on that beat deserved the hook. So I, I'm a little mm. reticent that I didn't really get a hook going because of the nature of the song. Yep. But uh, <clears throat> I was like, yeah, this gotta, this gotta go. This gotta make it. Yeah. Fire. And, and, and also just like when you hear, I think when you hear a Messiah music beat, especially when you hear the one in the pack, there's always one in every pack that he sends you. Yeah. Yes, sir. But when you hear the one in the pack, it's undeniable. Like you might, I might get beat packs from producers um, and there will be the one that's like, yeah, that's the best out of the pack, but it mm-hmm. might not be undeniable. True. But Messiah, every pack he sends me, there's one beat that's, and so like, of course, we work on this album for seven years. I'm going to get 15 undeniable joints from this man. Yep. So, and, and that's, I, you know, I, I do have to say that like, um, I think when it comes to I'm very prolific when it comes to writing rhymes, like yep. regardless of the releases. And he has a very similar pace in terms of how he makes beats. And I think part of what works well is that, and, and I also think that there's a connection there as far as there's something in the music. And it's the first time really that, uh, apart from working with Knows the Time, that I've really felt that this is the case and Fanon Mm. in working on an album with somebody in that that center there's just something that comes through there's something that's being communicated through the beats that's finding something in the raps mm-hmm. that's special and mm. i think about vindaloo i think about shark fin soup Ooh. i think about such an degree i think about vindaloo's crazy soft Ooh. places i think about eco mog i think about all of these Arm and Hammer joints I love, even back to the Quelle Chris, the We Eat It Addiction Cycles. Yo, don't look. Uh-huh. Well, hold on. Wait a second now. Look, I, we, don't we see this. Is, I, now you derailed the whole oh show. My you God. said Quelle like, Chris. 
You talking about niggas as men? Like, why are we uh, doing that, man? Like, we, this, this, yo, this is about this, this is about this is a trigger warning. This about, yo, this is about y'all record. Like, you bringing up niggas <laughs> as men and shit. Like, I'm bringing up green eyes. Like, what's wrong with you, dog? I, like, you crazy, Mister Lonto? You can't touch it. Like, come on, man, stop. I don't like, do I don't that. even. Yo, I'm not the I'm not the mute myself, man. Oh my god, yo. I am the beats and the patterns that Cav and fucking Quelle hit on that shit yep. on your beats inside. Get the fuck out. What the fuck's wrong? Fuck out of here, yo. What talking about, yo. Yeah. I'm the so, most dangerous yeah, man in podcasting, you. yo. Man, I'm you telling very, you, man. Highly dangerous. This is a lit fuse. I'm ever telling you, man. Don't bring up no niggas as men to play around. That ain't no joke, man. This yo. is don't do that. Shit. How how is it how is it that uh Tax Stone stopped making new episodes of his podcast and Cash oh, is now the most just the Tax Stone? Wow, be safe though. Yeah, that was that was easy. Man. I love Tax Stone, oh, but yeah, no, like to, but I think that um, I'm bringing all of this up because it's it's rare that you have Messiah on a podcast. Oh, and very deserve, rare, and you deserve all the flowers that you're getting first for the album. Yeah, well, thank you. You deserve, we got the first. Oh, this is his first time. Look at us, exclusive. You deserve for the all people. The yeah, that, yeah, come on. This album, all of the flowers that you're about to get for the work that you're you're doing. It's not yet, um, because you have quietest kept, and I know that you're you're one of the most humble people I know who has this much talent. Um, yeah, think, thank you, man. Yeah, of course. I think that I'm very fortunate that you were willing to kind of wait as long as you did to kind of see this through to its um, conclusion. I think I'm very lucky in terms of Wood's patience and the label's patience in terms of seeing it through. I was very fortunate in terms of like all of the guests showed up with some of their best work. And, you know, I think this, it was, it really is the first time I made an album where it felt like all of the elements cohered at the exact right time. Like if this, if this album comes out, um, no better feeling than you you imagining the record in your head and it, yep. and then when yep. it plays somewhere and it actually sounds like that imagination nah, from a beat maker's percentage from a producer from a yeah MC trust oh yeah because you you get so close to the music that you know you you don't know what the reactions are gonna nah. be like when you put it out there so nah, not even so you just you just sit back and wait Z what um you need some more music what do you want to play what do you uh wanna... yeah why why don't we why don't we pick one more and wrap it up with um I know what you're gonna pick. Dog, he's I gonna mean, pick Scape Grace. Scape Grace 2013. That's my AZ chamber you, from these guys. That's some AZ you. shit, bro. I told you, man. That is some fucking coasting with gators on, and Woo. somehow that beat did not go to AZ. It went to fucking Def C, and Def yes, C was sir. like, "I know what to do. Hold my beer, Scape Grace 2013. Play that." Yes, and I got in. Uh, yeah, let's go to commercial. Mm. I got some off the record stuff to tell you about that. All right, we're 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 gonna go on break after we play this clip. Call out culture, Zilla and Castro, Depsy, side music, live from the Lion Rose. Drunk as fuck, trashing your old group live. <laughs> A bitter flavor on the tongue. Another death, another razor in the lungs Climbing up the ranks with tissue paper on the rungs Damn, thought I'd finally turn the tables till they spun Cash rent fed to the liquor store register Working in the system made my living off predators Worst thing about my job was it existed It should never take poems to save kids in the prison Two therapists, Jack and Jim 
ask them for advice Take a nap and then ask again They can't give me what I'm looking for I'll ask the hen Taking a hundred pounds of muscle to crack a grin Snapping out a nightmare, smacking wind Radiator quiet, but the windows cackling I featured at open mics full of these rapper kids And now I'm back at the beginning while they stacking in As each day running to the next I was struggling for more and I was hustling for less Slender little digits huddled in a check Kept a brave face button to the neck As each day running to the next I was struggling for more and I was hustling for less Yo, AZ and Raekwon are like, damn. Why am I not getting Masai Music Beats? They can hop on the remix, though. I agree. Yeah, hell yeah. All right, so we'll call out culture. We're going to take a quick break and yes. be back to sew it all up. The Black Panther Party 10-point program, written October 15, 1966. We want freedom. We want power to determine the destiny of our black community. We believe that black people will not be free until we are able to determine our destiny. Two, we want full employment for our people. We believe that the federal government is responsible and obligated to give every man employment and a guaranteed income. Three, we want an end to the robbery by the capitalists of our black community. We believe that this racist government has robbed us and now we are demanding the overdue debt of 40 acres and two mules. Four, we want decent housing fit for the shelter of human beings. We believe that if the white landlords will not give decent housing to our black community, then the housing and the land should be made into cooperatives so that our community with government aid can build and make decent housing for its people. Five, we want education for our people that exposes the true nature of this decadent American society. We want education that teaches us our true history and our role in the present day society. Six, we want all black men to be exempt from military service. We believe that black people should not be forced to fight in the military service to defend a racist government that does not protect us. Seven, we want an immediate end to police brutality and the murder of black people. We believe we can end police brutality in our black community by organizing black self-defense groups that are dedicated to defending our black community from racist police oppression and brutality. Eight, we want freedom for all black men held in federal, state, county, and city prisons and jails. We believe that all black people should be released into many jails and prisons because they have not received a fair and impartial trial. Nine, we want all black people when brought to trial to be tried in court by a jury of their peer group or people from their black communities as defined by the Constitution of the United States. We believe that the court should follow the United States Constitution so that black people will receive fair trials. Ten, we want land, bread, housing, education, clothing, justice, and peace. When, in the course of the human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which are connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a decent respect of the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to this separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All, all men are created equal, that are endowed by the creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Little Robert Hutton, Curly Castro, out on Backwood Studios. Get it now. Co-op culture. Curly Castro, Silver Rock. Um, the new Career Crooks album, did you guys know, uh, it's one of Bandcamp's best albums of uh, November. Boom, we're out Fire. here. Yep. So uh, I'm hitting the post office tomorrow. The fucking orders are ringing off overseas domestically. 
I'm looking at my shelf. I got about eight mini discs left forever. So whatever Bandcamp says, mm-hmm. I keep five in the comfort of homies. I don't know how many homies have the, the mini disc player, but we get the mini disc popping. The CDs are bountiful. Tapes are almost out of here. So if you're planning on. You sold out of cassettes. Bro, you sold did. out of cassettes. We did. Um, Amazing. There might be some later on with bundles because I, I, I actually mislabeled the number of cassettes we have available. So if you're a cassette collector, if you're not, we'll, we'll make them available soon. I have a couple more, but CDs are cracking. And then Bandcamp Day on December, whatever fucking day, the last one of 2021. Hit us off with the with the digital. Grab the Def C record digital. Like, I'm doing that shit. I want him to, him and Messiah to get all the bread and backwards. Um, so closing thoughts on this album. Um, I just want to say that this shit is, you know, knowing both you guys as collaborators and, and as fans and as, as, as people as best I can sitting in my house in Philly. Um, I think the album is a total fucking triumph. And I think it's one of those things where, I mean, like Dan O and I were texting about it and, and he posted on your band camp where he's, he's being very correct. It's like, it's an album that you'll go back to every year on the anniversary of it. And be and like, oh shit, shit, this song is my shit now. Oh, oh, he he said this part. Oh, like there's so many layers and pieces of it. And it's like, I appreciate it so much because like it's the opposite of how I I've been writing the last three, four years. Where like I write with like a lot of immediacy. And this shit has a lot of that on top of things lined up in a way where even on my second listen and third and fourth and fifth listen, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So and then like again like the car experience of listening to the bass lines and the low pass and high pass filters that messiah is doing and willie green's doing there's just so many cool fucking things like you know you know freddie old soul convertible ashley joshua virtue like people i don't know at all i'm a fan of you know and then castro alaska and prem and Armin hammer and canyons there's just so many parts of this record that i think are fucking phenomenal and um we're lucky to have you guys on you know, and it for us to 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 do a liner notes on Trapdoor, uh, I feel like this is an episode. Hopefully, again, when people discover this album, they'll discover this episode to hear more, which is which has happened for us in the past. So I uh, I just want to say thanks for coming on and making timeless fucking art, bro. That's it. I want to say there you go. That uh, there's two words to define this um, album for both of y'all, and that would be definitive work get them and um it's very important to have your definitive work in your catalog when people ask about you um sight unseen they'll point people in this direction to your definitive work like i was telling death um when he did his uh instagram um listening uh sessions the other day it was like there's a there's a great time we're making the best music of our lives Yep. there's there's nothing to be upset about or disgruntled or discouraged we are all making the best, some of the best music in our lives at very significant points in our careers, way past the point of quote unquote expiration, yep. way past the point of we supposed to make it here, there, or some other time than not now. And um, I just want to commend all of us and just salute all of us. We're just making some great, great music. There's nothing, nothing is falling below the bar and everybody is, is holding their place in line. Like, this is the greatest tug of war team you've ever seen. The next man Boy, got man. you, and the next man got you, and the next man got you. And the next woman got you. Shout out Freddie Old Soul. That Oof. verse is incredible. Uh, 
It's incredible. Wiping the pyramid dust off her shoulders because she's Come godly. On. Come what? on, yo. What the fuck are you talking about? But yeah, we have call out culture. We want to thank Dev C for coming. We want to thank Masai for coming. We want to thank all the listeners, all our Patreons, all our Twitter followers, all our YouTube watchers, mm. all that stuff. We're very thankful. Um, I don't know why I'm being yeah, like this. Yeah, thank you guys, man. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you to Dev C. I'm so proud of this record. Uh, I'm, I'm proud that he entrusted me uh, and my sound for it um, to really plant his flag. So. Yeah, man. I'm just appreciative. Um, uh, Def C, I'm going to turn it over to you, man. Um, yeah, so I think to keep, to first of all, first and foremost, thank you to Messiah. Thank you to Woods. Uh, Lamont Woods. Manuel and Castro. Yeah, shouts to Woods, man. Shouts to Lamont. And, uh, and Castro, whose input really helped shape what this album became because there was a point in time where it, this was a good album, but I think their input helped make it a great album. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, uh, you know, shouts to Woods, everybody at the label again, just for due diligence and, and believing in it for so long, because when I first brought this record up to Woods and sent him demos of the first joints, this is back in like 2015. When we started working on it. I hadn't met Woods yet. So um, the fact that he was willing to wait, willing to give it feedback and time and resources and um, and uh, Anton at the label as well. That really meant a lot to me. And uh, as far as kind of the, the response has been, you know, anytime I get a positive response to anything I do, whether large or small scale, it takes me back to where I was when I wrote my first rhyme. Mm. You know, like I was, I was just 11 years old writing raps because I was like an angsty, white kid in the suburbs who had a whole bunch of feelings and an affinity for hip hop and didn't necessarily know how to express himself very well. And for all of the grandiose dreams that I had of being like, you know, a superstar rapper for those dreams to collapse. And then for those dreams to then kind of find new ground and an audience and people who really support and believe in what I do always makes me emotional, humbles me, uh, and inspires so much gratitude. So I really appreciate everybody who's been putting on for the album. I appreciate the two of you for allowing me to invite myself to your party yet again, because this, no this is one of the podcasts that I think really reshapes um, how I look at my art. I think I make music, obviously, you two in Alaska in mind. I try to impress you guys, because I know if I'm oh. impressed you guys, I've, I've done something right. And uh, bro, I was yeah. live. I was live texting you last week, playing the album with driving with my knees, about to <laughs> smashing the cars on ninety five outside the Sixers fucking arena. What a fatherly figure! Well, my son <laughs> wasn't in the vehicle. Clearly, so it's a different world when the kids in the car. When true. I'm by myself, I'm pretty reckless. I don't care. <laughs> true, very true. So yeah, thank you guys for the constant support oh, uh, and belief over the years and. Uh, I don't want to speak for Messiah, but I know next year is about to be crazy. So if everything falls into place the way that it should, next year is going to be a pretty great year and for both of us. And, That's uh, how it should be. And the beats that, yo, the beats that we have in the can, some of the songs we got for this follow-up. What? And, and, and and designed for live shows. So I'm really looking okay, forward you. to being able to like, when I have the capacity to do so, 
take this album on the road and take the next album on the road. Uh, yeah, these joints are going to ring off for sure. Look at you. Come to Philly, man. Of course. I'll get you a baby. Nah, me and Prem are going to do another run. We're coming through Chicago. We'd say we're going to put you it's on just the road. Just a drive away All right, I'm, I'm going to come too. I'm coming. To, I haven't been to Chicago yeah. since 2009 or 10. I'm going to come through. Okay. All right, cool. Look. I'll be there. Depending on when y'all come for the tour, um, if we have... You know what? I don't know if the podcast is still running or not. Y'all could probably edit this out. Yep. If y'all come through for the tour, if somebody needs somewhere to stay, we got an extra room here. Bang. So. Yeah, me and Prem, it would be it would be me, Prem, and Jesse, Jesse the Tree. So yeah, we're working on it. All right, we're so in the spring. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a while because I got I got some recuperation to do. So it'll be a while. Perfect, because this baby needs to get older before we start bringing people in. The yeah, room. straight up babies, bro. <laughs> babies, so annoying, so young. <laughs> So cute. Yeah. Wow, annoying. No, I'm just kidding. Mostly cute. Tell me Babies about it. Shit. I, I, I'll sleep no. right through it. He didn't That's sleep. The was, That's the baby Z was, uh, Z Yo, my, my son, my fucking son, this, this guy, 18 months till he was like sleeping good, like no issues, 16 months, something like that. So yeah, I'm catching up on that, on that shut eye. Dog. Oh, mm. days are over. Wrap it up, Z. Anywho, uh, live from Liar Notes, Trap Door on back. Oh, wait, studios. wait, wait. Let's close it out with this. Um, why is the album named Trap Door? Oh, so initially this album was going to be called The Institute of Living. So my dad is from Love West Hartford, Connecticut, originally former Shouts to the Whalers. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Brandon uh, Shanahan. Uh, <laughs> shout out to UConn. And my father has an encyclopedia of knowledge. Uh, yep. Yep, Jim Jim cut a count. Donnie Barton. Uh Ron Sheffer. Um, but yeah. Big Duran is really stand up. Uh, sorry, all of these are references I get. So it's it, I got distracted because of <laughs> uh, Travis Knight. But uh Travis but, Knight. no, so Don. so my dad, uh, you'll have conversations with him about certain things, and then just kind of this random Connecticut knowledge will pop up. So when we initially had started making the album, my dad had mentioned the Institute of Living, which is mm. a, like a, a renowned clinic in Hartford. Okay. And I heard it and I was like, that's a fire album title. And then, and then uh, when I started to like really work on making it to the finish line, I researched it. And there were some things that I read about it where I was like, nah, like, this <laughs> work is a song title. This is not going to work as an album title. Um, I do not, not want to put this name on this album, considering the legacy of certain things that happened there. And then Trap Door was what came to me immediately because I thought of all of the different song concepts. And every song occupies spaces in terms of like, an entry or an exit or an escape or something that could keep you frozen in place. So trap door, right? Wow. So even a song like Muscle on its face is about resilience and persistence. Yep. But it's also about all of the things that we got to suppress as men in order to feel like we're going to be able to make it through something. Um, even a song like Post is about in the face of like, is about finding happiness in hope in the face of understanding that like there's a lot of evidence that 
um, there isn't much, much to be hopeful about. So um, that's where the title Trapdoor came from. And yeah, it, it hit me uh, like a bolt of lightning. So I'm, mm. you know, right. like everything else with this album, right? The right inspiration hit me at the right time. All right, and that is Lost in the Lamino, Trapdoor. All our folks. We out. We out.